word, you guys. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Tuesday Bro Tuesday, the show that used to be a live call-in show, but is not really a live call-in show anymore, but we might go back to that format someday. I have no idea. Welcome to the last stream of the year for me, Nicholas Grim Green. Yeah, last last stream of the year. You know, this kind of happens at the end of every year during Christmas time. I always take just a little bit of time away from YouTube. Casey's off work, so I like to spend time with my wife during Christmas. So I'm just taking a little bit of time. We're going to be hanging out. You know, we're going to be doing all the Christmassy things, and I'm really looking forward to it. My buddy Sean Trooper is flying in tomorrow, and we're going to see Star Wars on Thursday and Friday, which means there's not going to be a vlog this week, and I apologize but yes, I'm definitely, definitely 100% going to see Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker on Thursday. And it's, it's in fact my show, I think it's right at 5 o'clock. Like it's right when I should be vlogging. So right now this video is going to kind of be a little bit of like a Tuesday Bro Tuesday vlog. Just abomination. Just a collision of videos. I've got some vape mail. We're going to do some what I've been vaping. I also have some articles that I wanted to read. There's going to be a little bit of a story time with Grim Green in there as well. I did want to talk a little bit about New Zealand because I, I had a really great time in New Zealand and I just went there and, and shot a bunch of video with no real like vision or intentions with it. I just wanted to shoot a bunch of video, bring it home and see if I can edit it into something cool. So I'm planning on having a really, uh, pardon me, burp life. Sorry about that. I'm planning on having a, a really cool New Zealand video, maybe one or two New Zealand videos in there. In fact, I got a bunch of drone footage from Bogan as well because he left his uh, SD card in the room and, and I took it. He asked me to take it so I could mail it to him and I was like, bro, you know I'm just going to take all this footage. I might use some of it, but it's all amazing footage of, of New Zealand from Bogan's drone. Now lastly, before we, get, before we go any further, this might be like a lightly attended vlog or, or Tuesday Bro Tuesday vlog hybrid, abomination. That's what we were calling it, right? I had to do 18 and over on this stream, and it's something I've never done on this stream, but this was the first time that YouTube's ever asked me, do you want this to be 18 and over? And I know I want to be in good standing with YouTube. I do not want strikes against my channel. I do not want to get my channel taken down. It's been a scary time on YouTube recently, so I decided to, we're abiding by the rules. This is an 18 and over vlog. You have to sign into your YouTube to actually watch it. That's just the way it's going to have to be, which means it might be a little a little more lightly uh, attended. I will be checking my Patreon messages directly after this vlog, after this Tuesday Bro Tuesday, Perry. Yo, yo, to ya. Welcome. So yeah, we're 18 and over uh, on today's stream, and uh, I guess I'm just going to jump right into a few things that I've been vaping recently. Let me hydrate. Hydro, homies. Otherwise, how's everybody doing tonight? Doing good this evening? Yeah, hope everybody's stoked. Uh, I got my Christmas lights up. Not sure if you see that back there. They're little stormtroopers. You can't really see them from that far away. They just look like Christmas lights, but they're actually little, uh, they're, they're little, they're little stormtroopers right there. Little stormtroopers hanging out. So I got those. I got those going so I can feel, uh, so I can feel uh, good. You doing good? Awesome. That's right, Ace Hydro homies. Yeah, if you were already signed into your YouTube, then you then you can just get on and watch it no problem. 
I missed you too, Timothy. I really, really missed YouTube while I was gone in New Zealand. Really, really missed it. There was so much stuff happening in the news that I wanted to talk about. There was so many great conversations we had in New Zealand, like talking to Matt about things, talking to Bogan about things, talking to other, you know, harm reduction doctors in New Zealand about the things that are happening in like New Zealand and Australia and the United States. It was just fascinating. Welcome, Thomas Crow. And I really, really missed it. I really missed it. And I, 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 it feels good to be back, if not just for one last stream of the year. So we can kind of just wrap this up. It's been a crazy year. I mean, it's been a bananas year. We started off this year with, uh, who did we have? FDA Ned Sharpless, who really didn't do much anything about vaping. There was no vaping legislation like really happening all year. There were talks of flavor bans and things like this, and California Department of Health was still really heavily, you know, uh, pushing the anti-anxiety, brain poison kind of agenda. At least that's what I saw in California all year long was, you know, 50-story billboards that says, don't vape, you know, don't vape, vaping, brain poison. That's what I saw all year. And then everything, the whole shit kind of hit the fan on September 11th, and we're kind of at where we're at. In fact, one of the first things I want to talk about right after I do a real quick what I've been vaping. Yeah, good call, Ruby Roo. Let me mention that as well. The Culture of Clouds podcast will be back after the new year. It will be back after the new year. Like I said, this Thursday's Star Wars, next Thursday's Christmas. We'll be back after the new year. Grim Green will be back. Culture of Clouds will be back. We're going to hit the ground running in 2020. Just going to hit the ground running in 2020. But of course, you know, I'm still going to be on things like, uh, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, other social medias and things like that, as well as spending excessive amounts of time with my Yo-Yo Cool Kids Club, the patrons. Um, really excited about that. That's always uh, that's always really, really fun. So well, quick, gosh, let me before I get ahead of myself, let me just mention uh, some of the things I've been vaping. So this has been a staple this whole month. This is the Unicorn Vert Mech Mod Single 21 700. It's topped with an RDA for vaping and my festive peppermint DHD drip tip. This is that's my Christmas setup right there. That's that's festive. Feeling festive. I've got it loaded up with the original Turkish blend. This is just a custard that I vape this time of year that reminds me about this time, this time of year, you know? Great. Awesome. It's delicious. I reset up that Kennedy 28 just because I missed it and it was just sitting here and I said, damn it, Nick, just go build it. Go build it. So I put some uh, spaced, I'm not sure you're going to be able to see that in there. There's some spaced coils in there and I've got this loaded up with Sad Boy Butter Cookie. Butter Cookie. Now these Sad Boy liquids have kind of been sitting here for a very long time and I get like a weird flavor from them now that I never really got before. It almost tastes like a hair peppery, just a hair. It's very bizarre, very bizarre. But otherwise, it's delicious. It still tastes like sad boy butter cookie. Here's something that is gonna get like an honorable mention of the year. This is legitimately a product that I can't set down and can't stop using. I'm grabbing for it constantly. It's the Inokin Proton Mini, you know? And it's topped with this tank that's called the Ajax tank. This coil head's been going for a month. It's it's dead now. This coil head is actually dead now. It tastes 
bad. When I vape it, I don't like the way it tastes. I, it's just bad. This is a dead coil head. But it lasted me quite a long time on that Prohibition Juice Co. Uh, root beer float juice. Yes, I remember the Dreadnought Mech Mod. I had a Dreadnought Mech Mod. This setup uh, is the setup that I took with me to New Zealand. It's just that I wanted something real reliable. It's that Ogvape V200. It's the newest version. It's one of my favorite regulated mods kind of ever. It's topped with the Dead Goat RDA, loaded up with Boule Bolu on the inside. Delicious. Freaking deliciousness in motion. Is anybody else excited as, as excited as I am for Star Wars this weekend? I mean, holy crap. This is like Star Wars and Christmas. It's it's like my it's like the best time of year. I was watching The Mandalorian earlier. Good lord, The Mandalorian's amazing. I'm half I still need one more episode, but damn. So good. So this is what I was vaping in New Zealand. It's uh that's rockin'. That's just a rock and roll vape. Now this is something that I was like waiting to get home to. I was actively in New Zealand thinking about this RTA. This is that Mike Vapes Intake Dual RTA. I, I, I love it. It's great. In fact, I, this is something that I want to do a review for before the end of the year. Pardon me. <coughs> I'm still not over the sickness. I got sick in New Zealand. I got sick in New Zealand. Yay, the end of Star Wars. You think that's going to be the end of Star Wars, my man? You are crazy. There's going to be Star Wars for the rest of my life. Bogan got me sick in New Zealand. It's a long story. I don't want to talk about it, but he got sick on Tuesday at the show, or he got sick, then I got sick, then everybody got sick, and I'm just now kind of still getting over it. But this intake duel, I actively thought about it, and it was literally the first thing I grabbed when I got home. I dropped off my bags, I dropped my backpack in here, and I grabbed this intake duel, and I was like, awesome, Hexome intake duel, give it to me. What a great RTA. What a great RTA. And then I guess lastly, but certainly not leastly, it's that Grim Kit, yo. I took three of these with me to New Zealand. It's basically all I vaped the entire time I was there. It has a DHD little uh, drip tip in there. And, you know, I just want to clarify, I, uh, I, I still completely thoroughly love this product. And I hope everyone that got one got one that's good. If you didn't, we need to contact Hellvape. And if you actually want to support me in purchasing this, you have to buy it from recoilrda.com. That's just the way it's going to work. That's just the way it has to work. Otherwise, I can't get into specifics. I can't get into details. We're not boycotting Hell Vape or anything like that. But if you want to support me or Dwayne, just buy it on recoilrda.com. And that's just where I'm going to leave that because I still love the crap out of this thing. This coil head in here has been going for over a month and it is now actually officially dead. I could probably keep vaping it for maybe another few days, right? Maybe. It's the mesh coil head. I've been doing mouth to lung with it. Six milligram blueberry granola bar. It's been flawless. Flawless. Empty urine pods. Don't let me go without mentioning empty urine pods. It's been amazing, but now this coil head is actually officially dead. It just tastes like nothing. Like the flavor just disappears, but it keeps vaping. It keeps vaping. It just doesn't taste like anything. 
that's what happens. That coil head is just dead now and I need to replace that coil head, but I was heavily rocking that. And one thing that I found in New Zealand that I know they exist in a lot of places, but I found them in New Zealand are the empty urine pods that you can pre-fill with any liquid. I filled up this urine pod with six milligram, same as in the Grim Kit, blueberry granola bar, and it vapes incredibly pee, incredibly well, incredibly pee. I said that because Evan, you said urine pods. Yearn, Y-E-A-R-N, yearn. And it always, it's the most poorly named product I think on the market. I think the yearn is a real, is a not, that's not a good name, you well. It's not, I know. Urine pod, no, yearn, Y-E-A-R-N. The empty pods when you that you can fill with whatever liquid you want, six milligram, twelve milligram, normal nicotine in here. It's been my favorite. This is six, and it vapes exactly like the normal pre-filled urine pods do, which is to say, incredible. Mm. It's just a nice tight mouth to lung. It's a six milligram. It's real satisfying, amazing. Like this is my favorite thing of the year. That's it. That's just my favorite pot of the year. It's awesome. It's awesome and it's awesome. Okay, lastly, the Bogan thing, the Odin 21700 Death Trap 2 RDA on top, which I'm going to be doing a review for hopefully very soon as well. Transistor, Tango, Melon on the inside. Go. Boosh. Yeah. You can't unhear it. In fact, even when Dwayne and Kent were here not too long ago, man, that transistor liquid is good. That is good. That is good. Yeah, the yearn, you know. Even when Dwayne and Kent were here not too long ago, Kent's like, Kent said yearn, and I even knew what the yearn was, but it sounded like urine. It literally did. And I said, I know he's saying yearn, but it sounds like urine. It's just a slight little thing. Urine. Nope, it's the yearn. It's not the urine. It's the urine. <laughs> Clear as mud? All right. So that's more or less uh, really what I've been vaping. I've, that's what I've been vaping, and I've really, really very much been enjoying it. Really very much been enjoying it. So moving on from that, do you guys want to read something? Because I kind of want to read something. This is an article that I ran across. Uh, We're just going to call this, I guess, the news and advocacy segment, even though though I don't have any. uh, Can I run the news and advocacy bumper right now? Nope, doesn't work. Okay, so no news and advocacy bumper. Sorry. News and advocacy. Yeah. Salt Lake City Vapor, you got Star Wars, all three showings? Hell yeah. We got it twice. We're on Thursday and Friday. And I can't wait. I can't freaking wait. It's going to be incredible. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and read this here article right here, okay? Let's go ahead and read. Let's do some reading, some story time with Grim Green. This is uh, this is from ABC News, which I was surprised to see this from ABC News. But the big headline on it says, Alarmist vaping bans lack nuance, may do more harm than good. A report. Yes, 
may do more harm than good, will probably do more harm than good. Recent deaths linked to vaping have, in the eyes of many, cast it as public health enemy number one. But a new report suggests vilifying vaping could do more long-term harm than good. In an article published Thursday in the journal Science, experts, including the deans of three U.S. public health schools, warned about a potential backlash from prohibitionist measures. And that's all we've seen. That's all we've seen so far is prohibitionist measures. There hasn't been any sort of like meeting halfway, trying to understand the technology, trying to understand the people that use the technology. There's just been none of that. It's just been straight up, straight up, straight up prohibition craziness. Craziness. Politicians have scrambled to react to the 2,291 lung injuries and 48 deaths linked to vaping reported by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as of early December. <sighs> vaping. Vaping is a verb. Remember remember that vaping is a verb, ABC News. It's, it's irresponsible, in my opinion, to still be saying that these 48 deaths are linked to vaping quotes in general because it's not linked to vaping quotes in general we know what it's linked to as we read last week from guy bentley in reason magazine 100 percent of the cases have been related to black market illicit vitamin a vitamin e acetate you know illicit adulterated thc products it's not vaping it's not nicotine vaping so onward as we move to confront these challenges, we face the danger that justifiable harm will justifiable alarm will turn alarmist. Short-circuiting careful analysis of the full range of evidence and focusing attention on the most frightening, the authors wrote. Policy discussions have fallen short on multiple counts, the authors said, frequently failing to distinguish between nicotine and THC products, between adult and youth smokers, between retail and black market devices. The result has been catch-all policies, such as the blanket ban San Francisco is instituting on all nicotine-related vaping products in early 2020. But cracking down on e-cigarettes while allowing traditional cigarettes to remain on the market is the opposite of protecting public health, the authors wrote. Blanket bans may push e-cigarette smokers to the black market or back to smoking traditional cigarettes. And I also just want to point out, there's some times that terminology just upsets me. And this is one of those times that terminology lingo upsets me. E-cigarette smokers. E-cigarette smokers. So vaping, right? So it's related to vaping, but they don't make the connection from vaping to vapors. They have to call vapors e-cigarette smokers. I don't want to be called a smoker of nicotine because I don't combust nicotine. I don't smoke nicotine. It's frustrating being called an e-cigarette smoker because calling yourself a vapor is one of those things like vaping flavors that further disassociates the act and even saying the word smoking from your brain. It makes switching much more successful when you don't call the person an e-cigarette smoker. Sorry, ABC News. Otherwise, let's continue. 
We seem to feel like the evidence has suddenly shifted, when in fact, it hasn't, said Amy Fairchild, lead author of the new article and dean of Ohio State University College of Public Health. We shouldn't take our eyes of what the real problem is. In comparison to the harms caused by e-cigarettes, traditional cigarettes are responsible for more, more than 480,000 deaths per year in the United States, according to the CDC. Put more simply, that's 10,000 times the number of vaping deaths logged in the current lung injury outbreak 10,000 times the number of vaping deaths <sighs> while that doesn't mean nicotine e-cigarettes aren't risky the risk is relative exactly that one sentence alone while that doesn't mean nicotine e-cigarettes aren't risky that risk is relative Fairchild pointed to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, which found that completely substituting vaping nicotine for traditional cigarettes reduced smokers' exposure to numerous toxins and carcinogens. Completely substituting vaping nicotine for traditional cigarettes reduced smokers' exposure to numerous toxicants and carcinogens. Notably, the report found that across a range of studies, the outcome and outcomes, e-cigarettes appear to pose less risk to an individual than combustible tobacco cigarettes. Yeah, the authors aren't arguing that e-cigarettes are harmless, but they seem to be safer than tra their traditional counterparts. Yeah, I feel like this has been a watershed moment, Fairchild said in reference to the public's cooling opinion of e-cigarettes. But really, there has been no smoking gun when it comes to the evidence. So far, THC, the active ingredient in marijuana, and vitamin E acetate, an additive, have been most strongly implicated in the CDC's investigation into lung injuries and deaths. Yeah, 100%. One, 100% of the cases. Exactly, Ruby Roo. Smoke comes from fire. Smoke comes from combustion. How's all 100 of us doing tonight? I'm having a great night. That uncertainty is both a challenge and an inevitability, according to Fairchild. We don't have any drugs that are 100% safe and effective, she noted. We are always going to be making decisions in the face of uncertainty. Americans have historically been slow to warm to the notion of harm reduction, which is the idea of substituting safer, although not necessarily safe, health behaviors in place of riskier ones. If you think about the history of our response to harm reduction, we've always been pretty skeptical to the idea that anything other than abstinence when it comes to the when it comes to addiction or dependence, Fairchild said, distinct problems need distinct solutions. Separate from the lung injuries and deaths, the CDC has been investigating the issue of youth vaping. In recent month, months, states have sued e-cigarette manufacturers for marketing to youth after the number of high school students who reported vaping skyrocketed between 2017 and 2019. Tried. Yes, exactly on point again, Ruby Roo. 100% of e-cig vapors vape equals zero deaths. There has been zero deaths related to legal regulated nicotine e-cig products vapor products dang okay hydro homies hang on we're almost done and i'm just getting so fired up this is such a good article but while youth vaping numbers have soared in recent years, youth smoking rates dropped faster during those same years, which suggests that e-cigarettes may be replacing traditional cigarettes among youth to a certain extent rather than fueling a brand new phenomenon, the authors argue. And yes, this statement goes exactly in line with the 2018 and 2019 National Youth Tobacco Surveys, 100%. 
Lowest youth smoking rates of all time. When given the option, youths are choosing the less harmful option. And if we take the less harmful option, I mean, where are they going to rebel to next? They're going to rebel to something because kids rebel. We're going to talk about that a little later. We're going to talk about D.A.R.E. Danielle Jones on Twitter posted an amazing article about D.A.R.E. that I really want to read to you. So here we go. Much of the initial public outrage centered around novelty e-cigarette flavors such as gummy bears, which seem obviously aimed at children and which elicited emotional reactions from parents and lawmakers. Fairchild is more worried about menthol cigarettes. If we're going to take policy action on flavors, menthol and combustible products must be the first target, the authors wrote. I personally don't agree with that because as I've said many, many times before, I am a freedom guy and I think that if you live in America and you're a free adult American, you should get to decide whether you smoke cigarettes or smoke menthol cigarettes or drink Jack Daniels until you black out or have a vape or have a gummy bear vape. I still bang the drum for adult choice, so I don't want things banned. I don't want cigarettes or menthol cigarettes banned, but it's interesting that she believes, I mean, that's a good, I mean, this is a best case scenario for this author, for whoever wrote this, saying that, I mean, essentially banning vapor products while leaving deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes on the shelves is ass backward for public health. More than half of youth smokers or and more than 90% of African-American youth smokers started smoking by using menthol products, according to the CDC. That could actually be very true. I was a menthol cigarette smoker. That's just what I was. Yo, yo to you, Frames Janklin. Dare is kind of still, uh, pardon me, Jake. <laughs> Dare is still kind of still around. We're going to talk about it in just a second. <sighs> Instead of blanket bans on vaping, age-tailored interventions like restricting sales of both vaping products and traditional cigarettes to adults 21 years and older and prohibiting predatory marketing to youth would be a tremendous step forward, according to Fairchild. Here we have the most deadly product that we can sell to human beings, she said, of traditional cigarettes, and we allow them to buy it when they are still in high school. Boosh, mic drop. This is a great article. Of course, I'll have it down in the description below for you to read, continue to read, and share around. I think this is really great, and I absolutely, I mean... This is a nuanced subject, and this is something I've said many, many times, not just in Tuesday Bro Tuesday, but all over the place. It's a complicated subject. It's a complicated question that needs a complicated answer. It's a complicated problem that needs a complicated solution. We're we're too cut and dry in 2019. I've said this before. People just want good or bad or yes or no, you know? It's like one choice or the other, but really... There's so much to unpack in this discussion that these blanket bans and these blanket vape bans are just going to do more harm than good. They will do more harm than good. So what I'd like to do right now is actually open some mail. I'd like to open some mail and then I'd like to end this Tuesday Bro Tuesday with uh, we're going to talk about dare. We're going to talk about dare. Dare, dare, dare. In fact, I'm going to put this link in the chat right now, and it's also going to be linked down in the description below. I want, here, take a look at this. Do you see all this? This is the Collected Studies Google Doc, and this is the Collected Studies of the last 10 years of vaping. Everything. Scrolling. 
scrolling. There's something like 380, 90 something studies on here. It's crazy. The amount of studies, the amount of doctors with links to all the studies. So if you want to read, uh, let's see, secondhand exposure to vapors from electronic cigarettes, study from 2013, click it, redirect, sure. Okay. No, 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 that's where we want to go. Let's see if the study loads. Yep, secondhand exposure to vapors from electronic cigarettes. Study from Oxford Academic Nicotine and Tobacco Research. This is kind of an incredible Google Doc. This is kind of an incredible Google Doc. It's going to be in the chat right there. It's going to be in the description down below as well. So just use that. Take it and utilize it and read some studies and and you know this is an incredible resource and it would take you forever to try to like read all of these studies but you can kind of go through and give yourself an idea of what is in there so when you're on things like twitter or you're talking to people on facebook you have some facts and you have some science to kind of back up exactly what you're talking about i'm sorry my nose is so stuffy right now so stuffy right now oh <sighs> I apologize, but I don't. I can't do the the mail bumper. So, actually, wait. How do you even know what show you're watching? There you go. Now you're watching Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. I don't have a mail bumper. I'll do that. You want me to do the song? Mail. So I've got some mail, some mail piled up while I was gone in New Zealand, and I really like to open it right now because I see a package from M. Turk in there. M Turk. M Turk, you guys. M Turk. So, got my knife. Thanks to Matching Carpet. Right there. Uh, Matt August Grim Green, do you like menthol? Uh, if you do, get a bottle of Avalanche by Hylic E Cube. Oh, really? Vape that and your throat will feel much better. Use the strongest menthol flavor ever. Look, I don't know if I need the strongest menthol flavor ever. The strongest menthol flavor ever. But I would like to try it. I do like a good menthol. I do like a good menthol. This is from uh, Prohibition. Juice Co. I have a feeling this is just going to be a lot of that root beer. That's what I'm guessing. Let's see. Speakeasy. Yeah. It's a lot of that root beer. I bet you. Which is fine. Oh, no, these are new. This is new and interesting. No, these are Prohibition uh, Speakeasy. A lot of Speakeasy. There's also some Booze Hound. High Blinder. High Blinder. Booze Hound Mimosa. Anybody heard of this? Okay, Nick, Star Wars question. We see in the first order that the stormtroopers aren't all clones. The question is, do you think all of the clones were killed during the Clone Wars? Uh, I think that's the operating uh, canon, right? I think that's canon right now. I just watched a YouTube video. I don't know if it's canon or not. That was basically exploring that exact topic. It said, when did they switch from clones to recruits? And I'm guessing clones just became too expensive and they just kind of phased them out. That's what I'm guessing. Clones just became too expensive, even though clones are supposed to be cheaper, you know? 
Uh, yo, yo, I thank you for the love in the vlog. You are one of the first reviewers I watch, so thank you for helping you quit smoking. Enjoy, and may the force be with you always. Joey and Colin, Prohibition Juice Co. Yeah, right on, Joey and Colin. I appreciate that. That's awesome, man. This is for the Wide Open Grim Kit. Oh, six milligram speakeasy. Yes, yes. Thank you, Prohibition. Six milligram normal nicotine speakeasy. Yep. So now I can replace the coil head in this Grim Kit and throw six milligram root beer in there. Stoked. I'm going to be that is the most stoked. Thank you for that, you guys. Thank you. And I got a bunch of speakeasy. Like, I'm certainly not going to be able to vape through all this speakeasy. So, yo, 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 cool kids club. You will, you'll, hopefully, a bunch of you will get to try speakeasy as well. I opened up the end of this uh, before I left, and I realized I was getting into something that I, uh, I had no intention of finishing. So we're going to get into this now. I think it's from Inakin. I'm not 100% sure, but I think this might be from Inakin. Let's see. We'll see. We'll see, Inakin. What was that about High Blinder? The line is called High Blinder. There is prohibition word. means a corrupt politician. Holy crap. I love the crap out of that. Holy crap, I love the crap out of that. Not all the clones were killed. There were a few in books, cartoons, and other lore that went into civilian life, hiding. Interesting. Yeah, I think they just uh, I think they just disbanded at some point. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, that's something I genuinely don't know. Oh, that's uh, some Inakin mini guys again. Yeah, these are rad with the Ajax tanks. All right. Well, I hope to be doing a review of these soon, but uh, in the meantime, I'll have some for the uh, Yo Yo Cool Kids Club, some Proton Minis. These things are legitimately awesome. I mean, legitimately awesome. I wish this coil head tasted good. Was there a giant Inakin on the box? Oh, yeah, there was. I think this is from Inakin. I'm not sure. That's weird. It's a mystery to me. Could be. I didn't see the top. I didn't see the sides of the box. I only saw the top of the box. Yeah, Star Wars Theory on YouTube. Mike, I've watched him. He's awesome. I, I've, I've definitely watched him. Uh, him and uh, Star Wars Explained. Star Wars Explained does really good stuff too. Awesome. So that's that. Here's another one. From Inakin, I'm going to guess that this is maybe two more of those Proton kits. I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that this is two more of those Proton kits. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The Poden. So Matt Cully, Suck My Mod, who I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Matt Cully, just a huge fan of Matt Cully. If I had any like sort of end of the year awards that I would give to people, Matt Cully would be getting one of those awards for being just a great dude and a great advocate. Anyway, he was vaping this Poden the entire time in New Zealand, the entire time. And I took a few toots on it. I really liked it. Now I have a Zenith kit as well. I'm assuming this is a uh, new mouth to lungy guy. Dia vapes. I do. I love the Proton Mini. I really, really like it. It's really, really good. Proton Mini is like the baby Yoda of mods. 
The Poden or the Podden? Is it the Podden? Adam kept, or Adam, uh, Matt kept calling it the Poden. So I kept calling it the Poden. Like, huh? Poden? Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Ha ha! This is cotton bacon. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ah. Cotton freaking bacon. Cotton bacon is the sponsor of the Culture of Clouds podcast. Awesome bacon. Awesome cotton bacon. Awesome cotton. Awesome bacon. Some of the best. Some of the best cotton in the industry. IMO. And I'm glad to have more of it. Because I was da- I was using like those old Kogendo pads for a while. I was really out of cotton. So this is the MTurk package. Sick. I want to see what's in here. I've been waiting for this because I got this shortly before I left. Shortly before I left for New Zealand. So I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what's in here. MTurk always sends me like a Christmas thing. Though. First things first. Coils. Second thing second for Grim Green from Infinite Mods. Hope you like it. Holy shit. Okay. There is an MTurk LE. Oh, that's super dope. Holy crap. Look at that. Can you see those little MTurk symbols all over it? That's cool as hell. Dude, that's so cool. You're down to nine bags, Timothy? <laughs> That's so cool, Turk. Hell, that's cool. And then... Yeah, Turkish Maze. Turkish Harvest. Turkish Blend. How did he know? Turkish Blend. See, I'm going to have to do a taste test because this is a newer bottle of Turkish Blend and I want to see how it compares to my older bottle of Turkish Blend. And of course, some coils. You know what? This is... uh, Awesome. I want to see what from Infinite Mods is in here because this is really insanely lightweight. So what ours ya? Whoa. That is... What? That's not real. That is real. Holy crap. So this is a mech. (laughs) This is a mech from Infinite Mods. And it's meant to have like a 3D printed little lanyard like you put your RDA, you put this in between your your RDA and the mod and then you can have a lanyard so you could have like theoretically a little mouth to lung like maybe a K-Fun on here. This This is the baby Yoda of mods right here. That's insane. That is the baby Yoda of mods. And you have to really like you have to pinch here to here and really like squeeze this to get that contact to work. Like these mods in general, I have another infinite mods that's the 21700 that you legitimately have to like, I mean, it's an effort. You got to earn it. You got to earn it. And I feel like this is that same thing. I feel like it's that same way. Like that takes, I'm shocked. I mean, how did, that's tiny. That's the tiniest little mod. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. Here it is compared to a freaking 60 mil. It's tiny. It makes the 60 mil look gigantic. 
All right, little baby Yoda of mods. That's very cool, Infinite Mods. Thank you. I have to set up my K-Fun, and I'm going to try to set up my K-Fun and put it on this. That's what I'm going to do. Not right now. Not right now. Obviously, I can't do that right now. And then I got this Turk. Stoked for that. All right, cool. All right, cool, Turk. Well, very cool stuff. Appreciate that. Thank you, Infinite Mods. And lastly... Oh, this is interesting. This is going to be an interesting box. You might have seen a few YouTubers kind of hawking this. You might have seen some uh, people on Instagram talking about this. But this is from, uh, this is Filter Labs. Is anybody familiar with the idea of Filter Labs? So they do these. They do these things. And the idea is, now this isn't a pod or anything. The idea is... You inhale your vapor and then you exhale it through this little doohickey and it is supposed to, you know, sort of uh, kill your, your vape, like kill your cloud, kill your cloud a little bit. You know what, battery? I'm not 100% sure. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think it's a little like 18350 guy. Let's see what fits in here. I might not have a small enough battery. Oh yeah, this little MXJO will fit. <laughs> this little 18350, just a tiny, 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 tiny little 18350. This is gonna go in here, dink. It's gonna screw down here, dink. Ha 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 ha. Maybe if I get an atomizer on there, yeah, because it's hybrid. I wonder if I get an atomizer on there, if it'll fire. It's too bad you can't actually have a like a dripper this size, like a dripper for this. Okay, uh, well, I can't get the recurve to thread down in there. That's a bummer. That's a real bummer. I wanted to see what it looked like with an atomizer on there. Yeah, well, there's battery rattle. I don't know if it's an 18350. I might need to do some more sciencing. I might need to do some more experimenting with batteries. That's the only one I have that's going to fit in there. Yeah, 18350s. The only other bigger one I have are these, and these are way too big. Yeah, this is an 18490. That's way too big. So it has to be 18350s. Maybe it's a button top 18350, and it'll have less battery rattle. I don't know. So we're going to have to, look, I can't, I can't sit here and experiment with this this whole time. <laughs> but it's very cool. It's very cool. I'm really excited to put my, uh, my K-Fun on there. Assuming I can get a battery that charges it or that'll work with it. So back to Filter Labs. Filter Labs. Oh yeah, there's the threat. There's this button on the bottom. I know. There's you can unscrew it on the bottom. Unscrew it and screw it on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So an 18350. Hopefully those 18350s are working enough uh, to get me uh, to get me a vape on the K funds. Okay, so back to Filter Labs. Back to Filter. That's P H I L T E R. This is not a sponsored anything post in anything. This is just Filter Labs sent this over. So I'm talking about it. I feel like I need to, you know, in this day and age of YouTube. So I've tried these before and they said they have updated them recently. It does have a little bit different of like a a feel to it. It's kind of got this silicone uh, 
like bikini on it now. Let me try it first with the Grim Kit. Let's see how, how much it dissipates this vape. I'll give you a before, I'll give you a before and after, right? Ooh, that's before, it's a lot of vape. Nothing, nothing. It does take some effort to use. You would have to carry around two things, right? Maybe if you're gonna use this for every vape of your nicotine vape, eh, I feel like this might be geared a little bit towards the cannabis industry a little bit more than it's gonna be geared towards the vaping industry. I can't really picture a time when I would wanna be using this unless, I don't know, like it, if I had a pod and this and I was, let's say, at a friend's house and he's like, well, maybe don't vape inside. Well, can I do this and it's not going to do anything? Maybe, you know? I can't really think of a time when I would use this. <laughs> but it works. It's just... It works. That's the thing. It works. It's just I can't picture a time when I'm going to use it. And it takes a little bit of effort to like blow your little, blow your cloud through this. I mean, I can't possibly imagine using it with like a, like a sub tank. just takes a lot just takes a lot to blow through it but it works as advertised I mean that that really actually truly and honestly got rid of that cloud it reminds me of the mod that Dwayne and I vaped at the end of the era one of the Arizona bro trips you might have to go looking for this video if you want to find it but it we had this mod and it had one of these like attached to it like inside of it so you take a rip on the rda and you just move your mouth over a little and exhale it through this thing except it didn't really get rid of the cloud not nearly as well as this filter does and it was even more of a pain in the ass to blow through in fact i wish i still had it i wish i still had it but the the first time that i can remember this being tried was uh freeze Freeze from the TVA, whatever, the vaping podcast, Freeze, he had a product that looked, it was bigger than a 60 mil bottle. It was like a 100 mil bottle, but like this. It was this huge tubular thing that was supposed to be the same thing. He sent it to me and he's like, oh, it gets rid of your clouds from a, cl you know, if, you, if you're vaping a sub-ohm tank, it'll get rid of your clouds. And it was... I would carry this a thousand times over before I would carry this other first incarnation of like the filter thing. It was so big. It looked it was gigantic. It looked like a like a like a song flute. You know, like Dwight plays. That's what it looked like. It looked gigantic. So by comparison, obviously the technology's gotten a lot smarter. The pan flute of vaping. <laughs> the pan flute of vaping. If you breathe, I know, I feel like I'm going to pass out breathing through this thing. 
Couldn't get through it. Oh, I couldn't get through all of it. Well, filter. It's a thing. I got some of these. I'm going to be trying them out. I'll definitely try them out. Yo, what, too many pointy gestures? I'll definitely try this out when I'm enjoying some shed time. After this stream, when we get into some shed timingness, I'll, I'll test out the filter. I'll test out the filter labs and we'll test for like, you know, aroma and things like that. If it played music, would I use it? Here's the thing. Yeah. If it played uh, like the Star Wars music every time I blew through it, I think that would be fun. So it works. That's the thing, okay? It works. If you want to check them out, Filter Labs, P-H-I-L-T-E-R. I believe these guys are based out of San Diego. The last time I talked to them, I think they said they were based out of San Diego. Not 100% sure. Filter Labs, appreciate that. Going to keep trying that out. That brings us to the end of freaking vape mail. Awesome. End of vape mail. So it looks like we got about a half hour left. I'm definitely calling this video in a half an hour because A, I don't feel super good. I need to take a blow my nose break real quick. And two, my throat uh, feels less than awesome. The longer that I continue talking, the more painful it's getting. I haven't talked this much in quite a while and talking this much is as, as actively making my throat hurt. Actively making my throat hurt. So here, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put on the hold music, okay? And, and, and this is just a go blow my nose uh, break, okay? I, I will be right back. feeling much better. Wow, feeling much better. All right. The nose is blown. And now, now you guys, it's time to talk about D.A.R.E. Uh, Danielle Jones, one of my advocacy heroes. Danielle Jones would also be getting like a Grim Green End of the Year Award, a Grimmy. <laughs> Danielle Jones would be getting a Grimmy as well for just being awesome and one of the one of my favorite advocates i love her twitter feed and she's just so smart and knowledgeable all my shout outs and all my uh grimmies grimmy awards here this is a The Grim uh, E Award. 
a Grimmy Award. Daniel Jones gets a Grimmy Award. As does Matt Cully. As does, I don't know, the Vaporesso Gen for being like my favorite regulated mod of the year. See, if I was smart, this is something I would have fleshed out. Like I would have created Grimmy Awards. <laughs> it's not a Grammy or a Dundee. It's a Grimmy Award. Anyway, Daniel Jones sent me this great article and I want to talk about D.A.R.E. So do, do we all remember D.A.R.E.? Actually, before we get to D.A.R.E., before we get to D.A.R.E., I, I, I just want to do this one other thing. I just want to do this one other thing. I want to talk about Massachusetts real fast because Massachusetts is upsetting me. Governor Charlie Baker is upsetting me. Massachusetts is upsetting me. Governor Charlie Baker is upsetting me. I I wish that there were a way, there was a way that we could hold Charlie Baker accountable for the things that he's doing and the harm that he is bringing to his state because my heart is breaking for the smokers of Massachusetts, the vapors of Massachusetts, the vape shop owners of Massachusetts, all because Governor Charlie Baker has some sort of like chip on his shoulder. Man, the ego on that guy. That makes me insane. And if you're here, yeah, like that, smash that like button. Like that smash button. Lick the like button. Lick the smash button. Punch your computer. Just hit the like button. Super chats are disabled. Well, that would make sense. That's fine. I'm okay with not getting any super chats today. We're cool with super chats. It sucks here. I'm sorry, Jackson. What would you like me to do to be more entertaining? Would you like me to dance? You want me to sing you a little song? Would that be more entertaining? We're going to talk about Massachusetts and why Massachusetts is upsetting me so much. Governor Charlie Baker is signed into the country's broadest prohibition on flavored tobacco into law. Let me read that one more time. Governor Charlie Baker has signed the country's broadest prohibition on flavored tobacco into law. The measure makes Massachusetts the first state to permanently ban retail sales of all flavored tobacco, including menthol cigarettes and vape products. The ban of flavored e-cigarettes takes effect immediately, while the sale of menthol cigarettes will cease on June 1st, 2020. Why? 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 Why are we leaving cigarettes on the market until June 1st, 2020? Why do menthol cigarettes get a free pass for the next six months? That's why? Oh, unless he's counting on people like really stocking up and making a lot of tobacco sales in that time. That, I mean, that's a dark way to think, but I don't really see any other option. I don't really see any other, I mean, reality. Why else would you take flavored vapor products off the market immediately but leave menthol cigarettes on the market? Till June 1st, 2020. <sighs> Today we are here to sign a bill as a response to this crisis. The bill goes a long way toward restricting access to the most addictive kinds of nicotine products. Long term, the bill will keep kids and teenagers from getting their hands on vaping products, especially flavored products. He is still citing he is still citing the 47 deaths and the vape-related lung injuries that the CDC has still now officially said are 100% due to tainted black market THC vitamin E acetate products, nothing to do with flavored nicotine. But the guys, the way he's framing this 
is because of the deaths. We're closing vape shops because of the deaths. I can't stand Governor Charlie Baker. I cannot stand Governor Charlie Baker. Uh, No, no more menthol cigarettes are allowed. Uh, No longer uh, flavored chewing tobacco and snuff. Will I be able to purchase cannabis vape products? Eventually, yes. Cannabis vape products were included in Baker's original temporary ban, but a judge ruled that only one cannabis... Only the Cannabis Control Commission has the authority to regulate medical cannabis products. So they were exempt. So the thing that might have been making people sick in the begin with, that is exempt. This is going to do nothing about the lung injuries. It's going to do nothing to address youth vaping. It's He is just a prohibitionist and he's just on some sort of like prohibitionist power trip. It's crazy to me. Exactly, Rollo. Soon they're going to blame vaping for climate change. All these extra clouds in the atmosphere are adding to the climate change that is happening in the United States. There's a hole in the ozone layer because of all of the vapor products, uh, specifically the flavored ones make bigger holes in the ozone layer than the tobacco flavored ones. Tobacco flavored vapes, they just whoop right through the ozone layer, no big deal, but the flavored ones, they cause a hole in the ozone layer and it's, it's, it's contributing to global climate change and that's why we need to ban them. Cigarette smoke does not make a hole in the ozone layer. It wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. That to me seems like the bottom of the barrel uh, argument. <laughs> nicotine rain. It's raining down nicotine rain from the hole in the ozone layer that the flavored vapor products have caused. Stop giving them ideas. Well... Did I just dump root beer on top of that custard? Hmm. Kind of tasted like I just did that. The holes in the ozone layer was fixed. We stopped using CFCs. Chloral chloral floral carbons. I remember that. That's from the 90s. It's from when I was a kid. So I'm going to post a link down in the description to this article that I was literally just reading from. It says, what you need to know about the new Massachusetts law banning flavored vapes and menthol cigarettes. It's everything you need to know. When does the new law take effect? The ban on flavored vaping products takes effect immediately. The prohibition of flavored tobacco products kicks in June 1st, 2020. Why the six months? Why give menthol cigarettes an extra six months? How do people, How you know... I don't blame the public. I don't I don't really blame the public because there's just so much misinformation out there. I don't blame the public. It's crazy to me that such a high percentage of the United States of America believes that vapor products are more harmful than combustible traditional combustible deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. It's not really their fault just because they're part of the media like That's where they get their media. They get their media from the people like Bloomberg that are pushing this anti-vaping narrative, from like the American Lung Association that's pushing this anti-vaping narrative. So the general person who's not digging into this for themselves, 
that's just the information they're getting. And unfortunately, they're getting bad and wrong information, which is why we, which is why it's up to us, the consumers of this industry, to get all of the good and right and correct information out there everywhere we can. Not just like on the echoing chamber of Twitter, but like personal Facebooks and post it, I mean, everywhere, anywhere and everywhere that you possibly can. Engage in comments on articles. It's, it's, it's really up to us. It's really up to us to like start ch- changing people's minds. And I hate to use that like wake people up, wake the sheeple up because then I actually start sounding like Alex Jones and I don't want to sound like Alex Jones. But we need to wake people up. Bloomberg, yeah, Bloomberg. Bloomberg is a boiled ham. <laughs> JBC. Bloomberg is a freaking boiled ham. Boiled ham. Old boiled ham Bloomberg. Old boiled ham Bloomberg. Will nicotine vape products cost more under this new law in Massachusetts? Yes, of course they will because that's what you want to do with less harmful vapor products is tax them and price them out of the reach of the smokers that would actually need them. Yes, when passing the law, legislators placed a 75% excise tax on all electronic nicotine delivery systems. Supporters of the law said imposing the tax will price vaping out of the reach of underage users. Not only price vaping out of the reach of underage users, but price vaping out of the reach of the smokers that need this technology. Is there any way in the future, like when all of this comes crashing down and the science is empirical and it's taken as like a how could you ever think any way, uh, any other way, we see how these poor decisions that, that these governors are making, like Gretchen Whitmer, like Charlie Baker in Massachusetts, how do we hold them accountable? There has to be a way to hold them accountable. These are bad policies, terrible freedom-limiting policies that are just going through because Charlie Baker doesn't know the difference between vitamin E acetate and e-cigarettes, and damn it, he just refuses to learn the difference. Just prohibit, prohibit it all. I was going to say prohibition at all, and then that doesn't make any sense. 92% tax on vapor products here, and wow, 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 Vermont, 92% tax, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember when Washington State tried a 99% tax. I remember that. It's crazy. And so I guess, you know, one takeaway that I want everyone to have is we are at the beginning, we are at the precipice of, of something huge. This is, this is an historic moment. In the future, people will, will be looking back to the 20,000, to the 20,000, to the 2019 like vape apocalypse and what happened and where we went and how we were able to pull ourselves out of it. We're going to make history. We're going to make history, global history. I mean, this is going to be a big deal in the future. They know the difference. They just don't care. That, that very well could be. And if that's the case, if they do know the difference and they just don't care, if they don't care about me, the citizen, they only rule with the consent of the governed. If they don't care about me, why would I care about voting for them? Why would any vapor in Massachusetts ever consider voting for Charlie Baker ever again? Of course not. Of course not. Oh my gosh. Let's wrap this up. 
Let's talk about Dare for just a hot minute here, okay? So like I said, I'm going to have a link to that down in the description. Um, I wanted to, I'm also going to put down in the description real quickly, there's a study that I ran across called the Sources of Youth Access to Jewel. And it's very, very interesting. They, they interviewed uh, 9,865 adolescents aged 13 to 17 years of old and basically asked them, where are you getting your Jewel? Where are you getting it? Where are you getting it? Guess where they're getting it? Friends and convenience stores. Friends and convenience stores. So I'm going to post a link to that down in the description, but I really just wanted to talk about D.A.R.E. I just wanted to talk about D.A.R.E. In fact, we're going to go into reading mode right here. We're going to go into reading mode with D.A.R.E. Look at this guy. Smoking weed with a gun, wearing a D.A.R.E. t-shirt. Wearing a dare t-shirt. So let's read through this and then I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you about my experience with dare. And I'm going to, this all relates to vaping and the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey. And it's going to be such a juicy ending, such a juicy ending to this here Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. I am stoked that this, this juicy of an ending is going to be on my last stream of the year. Thank you all for, for being here, by the way. Thank you very much. Most Americans who are currently in their 20s and 30s spent a significant amount of time in fifth or sixth grade homeroom hanging out with a police officer conjuring up scenarios in which someone might offer us drugs or alcohol, a brainstorming ways and brainstorming ways to turn them down. Hey kids, want to smoke some crack behind this tree? The officer would ask. Nah, I've got basketball practice. <coughs> The students would reply in unison. Drug and alcohol resistance education or DARE was introduced into elementary school classrooms in 1983. Although no longer as widespread as it once was, it is still a part of the curriculum in many school districts. But does it work? Did we, the alumni of the DARE program, just end up saying no to drugs? No. DARE was and is completely ineffective in preventing drug use. The numbers demonstrating this started rolling way back in 1992 when a study conducted at Indiana University showed that graduates of the DARE program subsequently had significantly higher rates of hallucinogenic drug use than those not exposed to the program. Maybe they shouldn't have told fifth graders that hallucinogens exist. Every subsequent study on the effectiveness of D.A.R.E., including a major 10-year investigation by the American Psychological Association, found much the same result. The program doesn't work and, in fact, is counterproductive, leading to higher drug use among high school students who went through it compared to the students who did not. Because of those studies, D.A.R.E. lost federal funding in 1998. The reason for D.A.R.E.'s failure are summed up by the words of the psychologist William Coulson, who in 98 argued that D.A.R.E. increased drug awareness so that as they get a little older, students become very curious about these drugs they've learned about from police officers. Despite the fact that it... Despite the fact that all that just saying no apparently made many kids secretly think yes, D.A.R.E. was never totally phased out. Through the 90s, national leaders of the program resisted the scientific findings and in some cases tried to bribe academic journals not to publish them. Program leaders told the press that strong public support for D.A.R.E. was a better indicator of its success than any hard numbers. (laughs) 
it works. It works because the public supports it. Fuck the numbers. <coughs> fuck the science. Fuck data. People support it. That's how you know it works. Unreal. That's definitely that's definitely the way to go. That's definitely the way to go. <laughs> they also claim the program improves the relationship between youths and law enforcement. There's one thing the D.A.R.E. program definitely will do right. We all got a lot of wear out of those t-shirts. But then again, who knows what psychological impact that graffiti style red on black really had. What a great article. I will be linking that down below in the description. And I just want to talk about my D.A.R.E. experience real quick in high school or in middle school. So I, got, I went through D.A.R.E in middle school, seventh grade. And seventh grade is, I consistently will say that seventh grade was basically the worst year of my life. As a male, turning from a 12-year-old into a teenager, you know, you're not a kid anymore, man. You're a teenager. You're 13. You, you know, you're, I'm in middle school. I've got classes now that all, all aren't in the same room. You have some more adult responsibilities now, you know. Your classes are harder. You're a teenager. You're Oh, I'd love to have a girlfriend, but I'm too terrified to talk to girls, so that that's in my psyche as well, making me insane. Now I have classes like, oh, I need to go to different rooms now. I got English over here. You know, I got math over here. I got math A over there. It's a lot to deal with when you're turning 13, and then in the middle of it, police come to your school and start telling you about drugs. Like, oh, by the way, I know that you're dealing with trying to become an adult and I know you're really nervous to talk to girls and I know life is getting real, real complicated, real, real suddenly. But now let's, here's this, here's drugs, okay? Don't do them. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't smoke weed. You know what I remember from Dare? There's that one chart that always had like a shot of alcohol and a glass of wine and a mug of beer and it was, it always said, what? which one of these has more alcohol, right? And everybody thinks, oh, well, it's the shot, right? It's gotta be the shot. No, it's a trick. They all have the same amount of alcohol, meaning you can get just as drunk with one shot as you can with a beer. <coughs> I'm, I'm literally destroying my voice at the end of this vlog. Ugh. Hogwash, and all it did all it did was, it did raise awareness. It made me real aware of all of the drugs out there. So later that same year, when the new kid came to school and after school we were hanging out and he said, hey man, do you want to go back to my house and smoke weed? My parents are gone. I thought back to dare and I thought, what does weed do? Yeah, let's smoke weed. <laughs> 100%. I had heard of it. You know, it wasn't like a scary thing anymore. You had cops talking to you about it. So, of course, I smoked weed. In the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey, you know what the number one answer was for why youths experimented with electronic cigarettes? You know what number one was? Curiosity. Not flavors. Flavors was a distant third. Curiosity curiosity kids that went through dare because they were told about it by adults here let's talk about drugs i'm going to tell you all about drugs and smoking and alcohol and drugs and just say no to all of it right abstinence only 
Made me curious. Made me curious. Went through my dad's liquor cabinet. Definitely. 100% made me curious. Made me curious about smoking. Made me curious about smoking weed. That's why I smoked weed is because I was curious. You mean to tell me that the number one reason youths are vaping in 2019 is curiosity? I have long held fast that the main advertiser of vapor products to, to, to young kids is the FDA. As soon as Juul came out, there were FDA warnings everywhere. There were, school, there were posters in schools. Here's a Juul. You're going to love it, but don't do it. Now you're aware of Juul. You know what? That kid's curious about it now. That kid's probably going to try it out of curiosity, which was the number one reason on the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey of why youths picked up vaping. They were simply curious and they were curious because it was the FDA that kept telling them, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I guarantee you the majority of those middle school students would have never discovered Juul if the FDA wasn't, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. When you were a kid and someone told you not to do something, how badly did you want to do it? How badly? 800? Yeah, 1,000. Don't drink. Don't drink beer. Well, now I want to drink beer. (laughs) Don't smoke cigarettes. Well, now I want to smoke cigarettes. The FDA. The FDA is responsible. The FDA and and the CDC are responsible for creating this epidemic and they've done nothing to address it. Nothing to address it. Exactly. And that's one of those things. They used to call it, Timothy, you make an excellent point. An excellent point. They did have their own verb for it. They called it juuling. And I remember when you'd see, remember when we'd see juuling all over the place? Juuling. Oh, we're juuling. People are juuling. I remember going back east to visit Casey's family and Casey's sister was even like, oh, are you juuling? And I was like, no, <laughs> definitely not juuling. They called it juuling because all they were doing was using a jewel. It's a jewel issue. As soon as jewel existed, and the FDA made children aware of it. Well, not just the FDA. I mean, people like Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids are just as responsible. California Department of Public Health probably had the biggest youth vaping awareness program that I have ever seen. Mason, yes, I'm still uh, just a little bit sick and my voice is getting more and more harsh and painful as this goes on. So I'm planning on ending this within the last five minutes. Curiosity hooked the kids not flavors. Curiosity buzz flavors. I've got a great video hopefully coming out soon. I think the title of it is going to be The Kids Are All High and it's going to be basically addressing this very issue. We're far beyond juuling. We're far beyond juuling. So if I could leave you with some words of wisdom, maybe just some words of advice before I end this here vlog and we finish off 2019. 2019 was just one hell of a year. I mean, personally, aside from dealing with YouTube stuff, aside with dealing with Grim Green stuff and, and company stuff, family stuff and buying a house and all of this. And now in September, we had this vape apocalypse happen and it just 2019 got sideways real quick, real quick. But I think, I think we are very underestimated. 
I think vapors in general, the vaping community, the vaping industry were very, very underestimated. I don't think they were expecting us to be as active as we are, and I don't think they expected us to continue to be as active as we are being. I want to encourage everybody to to get out there and do something. You know, Kevin Skipper used to say it, you don't have to do everything, but you do have to do something. Join CASA, follow the calls to actions, get on Twitter. If you're comfortable talking to people, remember to be respectful when you're talking to people. There's this, there's this huge wealth of information. We have numbers on our side. We have, we have, we have science on our side. <coughs> we have freedom on our side. And I don't, I genuinely don't think that vaping is going to go anywhere. I've said this before and I'll say it again. We're at the precipice of something huge. Big things are happening right now and it's gonna get worse and it's gonna get ugly and we're gonna get kicked and we're gonna get punched, but we cannot give up. Spider-Man always gets up. Vapors always get up. We have to fight for our right to not freaking smoke cigarettes and we need science-based legislation. I know. I know, I know, I'm a mess. I need some medicine, Tony. I do need some medicine and I appreciate that. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and end this here uh, Tuesday, bro, Tuesday vlog sort of abomination that just happened. And uh, remember, freedom, liberty and justice for all. I'm a freedom guy and it's liberty and justice for all, not liberty and justice for some. We have science on our side. We have numbers on our side. You got to fight for your right to party. You got to fight for your right uh, to vape. We have the balance of political power on our side. That's the thing. Is it a partisan issue? I don't know if it's a partisan issue. I don't know. Be sure to check out That's What She Said on Thursday. This Thursday night, I will be at Star Wars this Thursday night. So have a great stream. And I'm going to go ahead and end this right now. But, uh, Last stream of the year. Seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the support over the years. Thank you for the support into 2019. And thank you for the support into 2020 because, look, I've been doing this a decade now. It's basically all I know how to do. And I'm certainly not going to slow down anytime soon. So I'm here. Grim Green is here. I'm not going freaking anywhere. Nowhere. I will always have your back and I will always fight for your right to vape. I will fight for my right to vape. I will fight for all of the smokers that have not yet got to quit smoking like we got to quit smoking. Man, we got to quit smoking in the best way possible and everybody deserves that. (coughs) The next time I see any of you live, it might be in 2020. So let me say Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you want to celebrate. We celebrate Christmas, Saturnalia. You want to celebrate that. You want to celebrate uh, whatever, the winter solstice, the end of the year. This is the time to do it. Be happy. Be excellent to each other. Merry Christmas, happy new year, uh, and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Thank you guys seriously so much for watching. And no matter what any crooked politician tells you, damn right, you keep on vaping. Peace out, guys. Thank you.